Assalamu alaikum warahmatullahi wabarakatuh. Welcome everyone to episode number 19 from Delving into Islam podcast. This is your host, Wa'il, and I would like to thank all of you. Thank you so much for listening and, you know, sparing some time of your day to listen to the podcast and your participations and all your feedback. Thank you so much. And again, this podcast is for everyone, uh, uh, whether you are, you know, remotely interested in Islam or if you are studying Islam or whether you are a new convert or you want to become a Muslim or if you are already a Muslim and you want to increase your knowledge, inshallah, this is the podcast for you. I would like to thank all of you again for being here. Thank you so much. And if you have any questions or suggestions, please email me at delvingintoislam at gmail.com. Again, delvingintoislam at gmail.com. And I will get back to you as soon as possible, inshallah. And with that being said, let's get right into today's topic. Uh, in today's episode, we will continue answering one of our listeners' questions, which um, we already started answering. We answered the first question in uh, in the previous episode uh, under the title of uh, with the title of uh, the status of Mary in Islam. And uh, today we will answer the second question that was sent to us by Margarida from Portugal, um, and it's regarding the crucifixion and regarding a specific incident within the crucifixion um <clears throat> now uh the question that was asked by margarita was she's she's asking since jesus had the power to resurrect people right why wouldn't god almighty resurrect jesus i know god does what god wills but the narrative of god making another to resemble jesus to die on the cross seems to go against the idea of God being the truth. For it seems to me that the dissimulation goes against what God is. Since the simulation would come from Satan, basically, you know, deceiving kind of thing, not the spirit of truth. We know Jesus was seen alive after the crucifixion. This narrative is to justify that the fact that it doesn't seem in accordance with the loving and the merciful God, the spirit of truth. Um, thank you so much, uh, uh, Margarita, for your question. And um, this is a very deep question and a very, um, um, it's a question that its answer will, I will have to answer so many things um, to get. To, because this question has a lot. It's, it deals with the nature of God, uh, and it deals with the incident of crucifixion, and it deals with the nature of Jesus Christ, peace be upon him. Um, so let's start by um, addressing um, uh, the nature of the crucifixion, or you know what, let's address parts of the question, just directly, right? Now, Margarita saying that well, Jesus had the power to resurrect people, so why wouldn't God Almighty resurrect Jesus? Now, in Islam, also that that's very true. In Islam, Jesus had had the power to resurrect the dead, but that was one of his miracles. That was not because of any divinity within Jesus Christ, peace be upon him. That was one of, you know, every prophet that we learn from Islam and other faiths that they had a, a significant miracle 
that is attached to them to make people believe that they're not normal human beings, that they are still human beings, but they are messengers from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And one of the things that Jesus had, had every, by the way, and every prophet had multiple miracles, right? So one of the miracles that Jesus, uh, peace be upon him, had was resurrecting the dead, right? Uh, curing the blind was another miracle, right? And, and so on. Resurrecting the dead was something that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala had given permission to Jesus to do. With the limitation, of course, right? Um, because again, it's a gift from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And you're saying that, oh, why wouldn't God resurrect Jesus? It's that The answer to this is very simple. It's because Jesus never died. In, 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 in Islam, the Islamic faith, Jesus never died. Actually, as we speak, Jesus is alive. Now, some people might think this is crazy. This is a stretch. What are you talking about? Are you, are you crazy? Jesus is alive right now. What's, what, what's wrong with you? Uh, the matter of fact is, yes, he is. 100%. He's not in our world. He's, he's been lifted. So th that will take us back to the point of, uh, of the crucifixion itself. So Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, we agreed even um, when we were Answering the first question before that nothing is impossible for Allah. Nothing is impossible for Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to do. Allah can resurrect the dead. Allah can keep someone alive for many, many, many years. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala could, you know, kill someone instantly. Allah could do anything that He wills. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala knows. Uh, I mean, let me let me divide the answer to this question into two categories. Let's first address the issue of crucifixion, and then we will address the issue of why would God deceive, uh, uh, quote unquote, deceive, um, you know, people or you know, make uh, kind of like uh, someone who look look like Jesus to appear to them. Why would God even need to do such thing, right? So the first question and and. And I want to remind us a little disclaimer that when we are talking about the differences between Islam and Christianity or Islam and uh, uh, Judaism or Islam and uh, Buddhism or any other faiths or any other faith or any other belief, uh, there is nothing wrong with being different because Sometimes when, when, when we mention that, hey, we do not believe in this, we do not believe that, for example, Jesus is the son of God, we do not believe that he is divine, um, some people take offense to that, which is doesn't make sense because, again, you don't have to agree with me or I don't have to agree with you to respect you. So Islam, and Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala mentioned this in the Quran in so many verses that Allah is telling us to treat any non-Muslim, any faith, any faith or any kind of belief, treat them well. Treat them good as long as they're good to you. It's very simple. Being different from, like, you know, disagreeing with you that does not make, you shouldn't take offense. Like, a lot of people don't believe, a lot of non-Muslims do not believe that Muhammad, peace be upon him, is a prophet in the first place. Okay, that's your belief. We don't take offense to that in terms of like our dealings with what, like you didn't, it, that's your belief. You do not believe that our Prophet Sallallahu is a prophet or the final prophet because it's your belief. Same thing. We respectfully disagree with, you know, um, 
Christianity when it comes to uh, the crucifixion, um, like when it comes to the nature of Jesus and and, and Mary, and um, and that doesn't mean that we do not, re- you know, we respect all faiths immensely, and that doesn't mean that we we already know from the previous episode how important Jesus, peace be upon him, and Mary are in Islam. We just have we what the version that we know is different from the version that other. Uh, beliefs uh, know or believe in uh, the crucifixion to us it actually happened it took place we believe in that 100% it took place the idea is it didn't happen to Jesus peace be upon him it's really that simple the idea of the crucifixion did take place yes they did crucify someone yes they did kill him but it was not Jesus Christ peace be upon him it was someone else who looked like him. This is explicit in the Quran. This is very explicit in the Quran. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says in Surah chapter Nisa, or chapter uh, by the title, it's called The Women, uh, um, verse number 157, I think. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says, Basically what that translates to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says They said that we killed Jesus The son of Mary The messenger of Allah And then Allah is saying They did not kill him Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is affirming in, 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 in the Quran They did not kill him Nor they crucified him but they did that to someone else who looked exactly like him. And Allah actually ends this verse by saying, وَمَا قَتَلُوهُ يَقِينًا They never actually, after he died, after they killed him, that person, that, that one who was crucified, there was doubt within them. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala tells us their, how they felt, what's, what was inside of them, what was, what was inside of their like hearts and heads, those who committed this crime, they actually had doubt. They were like, is that him? Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala actually threw the doubt within him, but it was never verified. Nor it was verified that it was 100% him, but then they, the common um, uh, opinion was, oh, it's him, just kill him. N- nor it was verified that it was not him. Allah just kept that doubt, shadow of doubt, you know, within them. They never killed him for sure. Meaning, they never believed fully that they killed him. Now, so this is what Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala tells us about the crucifixion, which is basically uh, they uh, conspired against Jesus Christ, peace be upon him, because the fact is they didn't want him in the first place. They didn't want somebody who was, you know, tell them, oh, you know, uh, if somebody slaps you, give him the other cheek and so on and be merciful and kind. They wanted someone who was more powerful. So they went to the Roman emperor and they said, look, this guy is basically trying to take over. He's trying to flip people against you. He's trying to do this and that. So the emperor ordered him to be executed. And because, by the way, the crucifixion itself as a practice was a Roman practice. This has nothing to do with Christianity in the first place. Crucifixion is a Roman action, like it was a Roman practice. So they said, oh, bring this guy, we're going to kill him. Now, the story also we know from 
the Islamic tales or the Islamic uh, uh, book of like Sira or Hadith of biography, we, we, we have a little glimpse of a famous companion who narrated this and uh, based on the Prophet And the narration goes, Jesus Christ, peace be upon him, he went to his disciples, right? His friends, his followers, which was very few at the time. And then he said, which one of you will take my place in the crucifixion? Meaning, Allah will make one of you look like me. Now, which one of you, because a lot of people think, oh, it was Judas or, you know, the one who snitched on him or it was a bad person. Well, one of the stories, which is a very authentic, the source of the story is very authentic. It says he asked, which one of you, hear this out, will be killed in my place, but also will have the same level in paradise in my place. Because we know as Muslims, we believe that paradise is actually more than a hundred levels. All depends on your level of belief, basically. And the top of the, like at the top, the top of, of, of the, the highest levels or the highest levels of, 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 um, of paradise, of Jannah, will be the prophets, the messengers and the prophets. So he's saying, whoever does this will be in the same, will be with me in paradise, in the same level of a prophet and a messenger. Then one, a young guy came, he stood up and he said, and I think he was one of the youngest of the disciples, he said, I will do it. Can you believe this? They are competing now who would die for the sake of Jesus Christ, peace be upon him, just to get the reward from Allah. Because they were, by the way, another thing is, and it's very, um, this is something that a lot of non-Muslims, they need to know about Muslims, that we believe that anybody who believed in a prophet at the time, and in, in, in the, the, this prophet is a prophet from Allah, from God, they were also called Muslims. So the disciples who were said because what is muslims what's the i don't know if, if 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 i ever said this before the word muslim means someone who um uh, uh what's the word a muslim is someone who submits to allah to god a muslim literally is a submitter somebody who submits their belief submits everything to allah to god so basically anybody who believed in moses at the time of moses right and that Moses is a messenger from Allah, is a messenger from God, they were called Muslims. Anybody who believed in Jesus Christ, peace be upon him, as a prophet of God, and he was a messenger from God, was also a Muslim. So basically, one of the disciples, which were basically Muslims, they, they said, yes, I'll do it. But then he said, no, please sit down. So he didn't pick him. Then another guy Basically, that Jesus Christ repeated what he, his question: "Who, which one of you would take my place, and they will be in the same level as me in 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 paradise?" Then another guy come, came up and he said, "Another you, a young young guy said, I'll do it." Then Jesus Christ said, "No, just sit down, please." Then someone else s- stood up and said, "I'll do it, uh, O Prophet of Allah." And then he said, "You are the one." In Arabic, that means you are the one. Now, we don't know why, uh, because basically whoever 
was going to be picked, would Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala would transform them or would make them look like Jesus Christ. We don't know and we don't care, basically. We just care that one of them was picked by Jesus Christ. And then as soon as Jesus Christ says, you are the one, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala made this one look like Jesus Christ. Now, it wasn't... For some reason, even though this kid or this, this, this young believer looked like Jesus Christ, like we said before, when they were crucifying him, when they were torturing him, when they were killing him, they had doubts. This is not Jesus Christ. SubhanAllah. This is incredible that Allah would do such thing. And we'll get to why would Allah do that in a little bit. Now, this happens. He becomes Jesus Christ. Then Jesus Christ is lifted as a living human being. He's not lifted up in the heavens as a dead person or his soul or his divinity or his divine essence. No, 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 no. Muslims 100% believe. This is mentioned in the Quran, actually many verses. He was lifted as a human being, body and soul into the heavens. Again, nothing is impossible. Once you believe that nothing, Allah is capable of anything, this won't be a problem for you. If you believe that Jesus was a son of God and he was a, a, a divine walking on earth, then why is that impossible for you to believe? It's almost, this, you know, it's, it's, it's actually more believable that Allah would help his messengers. We, ne- we know this. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala would help his messengers when he needs to do so. Sometimes he let them go through, uh, through trials and tribulations for certain wisdom, but sometimes Allah intervenes, and many times Allah intervenes, again, for a wisdom that only he knows. He lifted him up, and as we speak, we believe that Jesus Christ, peace be upon him, is up in the heavens until the second coming. That Jesus, now, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says every single soul will taste death, including the prophets and the messengers. Every single soul, kullu nafsin dha'iqatul maut. This is in the Quran. Every single soul will taste death. Now, Jesus Christ didn't die yet. He didn't taste death yet. But when the second coming, when he comes back towards the end, towards the, the, the final days, the end of times, then he will rule. And we, this is a long story, but he, he will again rule and then he will pass away very normally and very peacefully. And again, he will taste death himself. Now, let's go back to uh, our story. So now to answer, so now to answer the question, it, we're basically saying that yes, God could have easily resurrected Jesus, but that's if he died. Jesus never died, right? Now, <clears throat> so this is the issue of crucifixion from an Islamic perspective. That's what we totally believe in, right? That Jesus one day will come, inshallah, for the second coming, and he will be. And Muslims will follow him as well when he comes towards the end of time. But for now, Jesus is live and well. He's alive and well. He's not dead. He was not resurrected. He was not. Uh, uh, he didn't come back to life. None of that. Muslims do not believe in that at all. Now, uh, when we talk about uh, why would God do this, go through this whole. Um, thing, this whole oh, making someone looks like Jesus and making someone take the blame for Jesus. Why would God play games? Isn't I think that's the question. Why would God? Why would God need to deceive, quote unquote, deceive? Because Allah doesn't. We'll, we'll talk about that, quote unquote, deceive 
because deceiving is a nature of Satan, right? He's it's a nature of Shaitan, the devil. It's not the nature of God, which is you're absolutely right about this. But here's the thing. Let me start with this. Now, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is perfect in every way. So we can never point something and say it's a flaw in, in Allah. Because Allah is the example of perfection. Perfection in everything possible. People who are imperfect, like we are the example of imperfection. But Allah is the example of perfection. But also he will protect his messengers in ways which suits his majesty. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is willing to protect his messengers. Now, that doesn't mean that he will stoop to our level, right? Let's assess the situation of Jesus Christ. Jesus Christ was being plotted against. There was a plot going on. You know, there was like a conspiracy going on. There was something going on that they wanted him to be executed. They wanted him to be gone out of the picture. Now, who knows about that plot? Who knows? Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. We know that Allah knows everything that happens everywhere. Not even on earth. Everywhere. Allah knows everything because that's Allah. He's capable of that. Right? Allah can hear everything. Allah can see everything. And this is the crazy part. That's why Muslims should, a non like whoever believes in, in God and Allah should be very careful in their daily on their daily lives how they treat people how they treat one another because Allah sees everything yes we could forget sometimes we could fall into sins but that's fine we repent and we try not to do it again and Allah inshallah forgives our sins but that's again I don't want to go on tangents and get away from the the, the main point so Allah knows about the plot Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala knows Every de- Actually, Allah knows about the plot before they started discussing it because He knows what's in the hearts, right? He knows what's in their minds. Allah also knows that. Now, Allah knew the exact detail of the plot. That's why He warned Jesus Christ. Number one, He warned Him. He probably sent Gabriel uh, Jib- to Him to warn Him, to communicate with Him and tell Him, hey, someone is plotting against you and this is going to happen. And He gave Him basically the detail of the plot. Now, Allah decided to make someone to look like Jesus from his disciples, as far as we know, from his disciples, someone who's a true believer, who will be rewarded for this like no other human being. He will be rewarded as he was all a, a prophet himself, right? Now, the question is, why would Allah go to such length? Why would he trick the oppressors, right, when he's God? God doesn't need to trick someone, you know. Why would he do so? Well, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has actually tricked oppressors many times. Many times. And he will trick oppressors actually on the day of judgment as well. Now, Allah does not deceive. Let's be let's make this clear. The whole deceiving aspect is not there. Allah does not deceive. Actually, Allah says in the Quran. وَيَمْكُرُونَ وَيَمْكُرُ اللَّهُ وَاللَّهُ خَيْرُ الْمَاكِرِينَ Meaning they will plot and Allah will plot against them. So people will plot to harm his messengers, to harm the message, to harm Islam, to harm Christianity at the time, to harm whatever that Allah sent at its time. وَيَمْكُرُونَ وَيَمْكُرُ اللَّهُ But Allah is also the ultimate plotter. He will plot against them too. 
It happened at the time of Hijrah, at the time of the migration of the Prophet Our Prophet used to be, for those who do not know the story, our Prophet when he received the message, he was in Mecca, in a place called Mecca, in the Arab Peninsula. Then when the prosecution was so hard, he decided to migrate to another place called Medina, where people started to believe in him before he even arrived, right? He, he went and he made a deal with them and so on. Now, the, the disbelievers of Mecca, they did not want him to leave alive. They wanted to take his life before he leaves because they said, oh, well, if this guy leaves, he could spread the Islam some, like, you know, away from us and we won't be able to stop it, so we must stop it right now. Then Allah, what does Allah do? Allah, they were actually standing by the house of the Prophet ﷺ to kill him, to go inside and kill him. They wanted to, they were about to go inside and kill the Prophet ﷺ. Stab him to death, all of them, not just one person, all of them. But what did Allah do? Allah caused him, وَجَعَلْنَا in, 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 in the chapter of Yaseen, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says, وَجَعَلْنَا مِن بَيْنِ أَيْدِيهِمْ سَدَّنَ وَمِن خَلْفِهِمْ سَدَّنَ فَأَخْشَيْنَاهُمْ فَهُمْ لَا يَبُصُرُونَ Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says, when they were about to do that, all of a sudden, Allah blocked their vision. He made them like freeze. And he put like a blindfold on their eyes. And imagine, well, of course, not an actual blindfold, but they just, they were, they had temporary blindness. The Prophet ﷺ got out of his house, walked, um, like right between, like right in the middle of that group. He was just walking right past them. And they acted like he was not there. They couldn't feel his his presence. They couldn't see him, nothing. Until he left, then they went inside to kill him, and then they found his cousin Ali ibn Abi Talib there, so they didn't go through with it. And then they were wondering, where did he go? Why would Allah do that? Allah could have, just with a snap of the finger, He could have killed them all. Here's why. When you plot against a messenger of Allah, try to deceive them and try to harm them, Allah will plot back against you. Now, Allah won't deceive you. All what Allah would do, He will make you have a taste of your own medicine. This is very normal. There is nothing, there is no stooping here. Allah, basically all what He does is He ruins your plot. They tried to plot, they were sneaking to kill the Prophet ﷺ in his sleep. So Allah ruined their plot by causing them temporary blindness. By warning the Prophet ﷺ in the first place. Same thing happened to Jesus Christ. They tried to kill him. Allah ruined their plot. He warned Jesus, he took him up, but then some people say, well, he could have just disappeared. Why would Allah have to go through with this? Let me tell you this. If Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala hadn't put someone else in his place, what would have happened? They wouldn't have they wouldn't have crucified anyone, right? Because their plan basically was ruined. They they would have not do that. Now, Allah knows the future, right? Allah knows that if he put someone, they would have committed Allah didn't let them didn't put the whole like um, plan in their heads but Allah knew that they were gonna go ahead and execute that plan so Allah because of his ultimate mercy 
Because if they didn't do it, Allah won't punish them for it. Because they didn't do it. They attempted to do it. didn't happen. That's it. But Allah wanted them to want it to be fair. He wanted to give them a second chance. Would you do it or not? So Allah saved his prophet, put someone else to see, are they worthy of a second chance or they deserve punishment? And guess what? They failed the test. They still went ahead and basically killed that that lookalike or that person who looked like the uh, prophet Jesus, peace be upon him. They went ahead and they did it. So they, because they were oppressors, they were plotting, Allah plot against them, and at the same time, try to give them a second chance, and it did not work out. They still, but this is, Allah knew, the, Allah knows the future, Allah knows the outcome, but still He will give you. Allah knows the outcome, but still He will give you the chance to prove yourself. Because if that's His ultimate mercy, His ultimate justice, like He would never punish you for something you did not do never so Allah wanted to give him a second chance simple and it did not work out they still went ahead and tried to kill and Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and this mentioned in the Quran in so many ways those people who are plotting against my messengers my, my prophets I will lure them I will trick them to basically ruin their plans not because Allah enjoys this not because Allah would do this for no reason no if you notice throughout history in all the verses that the whole luring or tricking is mentioned it's against those who were trying to plot against the prophets and the messengers and this is very fair Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala does not trick them to make them do this because they were going to do it anyway. Allah tricks them to ruin what they're trying to do against His own prophets and messengers. He's protecting them, subhanahu wa ta'ala. Right? Allah also, we need to understand that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala shows many forms of punishment. And one of the forms actually is tricking and plotting against the oppressors, the disbelievers. One his one of his forms of punishment is this. Allah exposes people, right? One of his forms of punishment, and we we um, I don't think we studied this yet, or we didn't talk about this yet. But one of Allah's forms of punishment is exposing you. If you are someone who has no remorse, you have no regret, and you keep making the same mistake, Allah will eventually expose you in front of people that you don't want to be exposed in front of. That's a form of punishment. Allah could physically make harm you. Allah could prevent you provision, right? You won't have a good job, a good career, because you're a bad person. If you're a farmer, you won't there will be no rain. And that happened before. But Allah also is the forgiving. When you are worthy of forgiveness, He will forgive you. Tricking is one of His forms of punishment. When you are a plotter, have no remorse. Can you imagine? The craziest crime is to try to kill someone who was actually sent by Allah. With a proof that you know, oh, he could cure the, the blind. He could resurrect the dead. There's no way this guy's a sorcerer. He's from Allah. He spoke in the cradle. Yet you're still trying to kill him. That means you have no remorse. That's it. There is no hope for you. But Allah will give you, hey, 
here's someone who looks like him. What would you do? They went ahead and killed him. Now, the punishment of Allah should befall them. They deserve it. Allah didn't trick them to do it. They will. They were going to do it no matter what. But he didn't stop them either. What he did is, he didn't stop them from doing this. But he didn't make it happen to his prophet and messenger, Jesus, peace be upon him. Someone who would try to torture or kill the messenger of Allah is actually something that causes Allah to be incredibly angry. Since Allah is getting angry at you, and it's not easy to make Allah get angry at you, by the way. You must be really bad human to do so. So when Allah gets angry, then the punishment of Allah befalls you. Right? That's it. So it's very simple. Allah was not deceiving them. Allah was plotting against them to ruin their plot, to ruin their deceiving. And to make them go ahead. Let's see, what are you going to do? That's it. So uh, I hope that answers your question. And again, Allah will do anything. And on the day of judgment, by the way, this will also happen for those who pretended. Look, it, it's only happening to the oppressors who trying to, who, de, who basically they think that they could deceive Allah. Because eventually when you try to murder a prophet of Allah, you're, you th you're trying to plot against a prophet of Allah. You know he's a prophet of Allah. That means you're also plotting against Allah. Think about it. So now when you plot against a prophet of Allah, you're technically plotting against Allah and Allah will never allow that. And he will flip that plot on you. It's really that simple. And on the day of judgment, those who pretended to be believers and they were secretly not. But we don't know them. Because some, some people among us, they oh, we believe in God, we believe in Allah, blah, blah, blah. But then in secret, they're plotting against Islam. They're plotting against Allah. They're plotting against you know any, any believers. On the day of judgment, and they will die maybe a normal death. That's it. No one will ever know. But on the day of judgment, oh man. One of the scenes of the day of judgment when every believer will prostrate to, you know, to do like the whole prostration to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala on the floor or on, on the sand, whatever the, the, the land that we will be standing in. The hypocrites, those people who are secretly plotting against believers, will try to prostrate, but their backs won't bend. This is actually explicit in the Quran. Because they think they got away with it. They think they tricked Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And then when they try to bend to, to, to do the prostration, their backs will be stiff. It, will be, it won't bend. That's because Allah is exposing them now. No, you did not worship me. You were plotting against me now. I made you believe that you will prostrate, but you won't. That's your. I'm exposing you right now in front of everyone. And then on the Sarat, and we have another scene on the Day of Judgment that we believe in, and we, I'm going to get into the Day of Judgment in, in, in definitely later episodes. But there was a scene that there is a bridge that all believers have to cross to get to, and, and not believers, believers, and, 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 and the Muslims who are not actually believers, whatever, they will cross to get to the paradise. But underneath the bridge is hellfire. That's how hellfire actually will be placed beneath a bridge, and that bridge leads to paradise. Well, actually, we have that the whole scene explicitly mentioned in the Quran and, and many hadith, and I will talk about it in detail in the future. 
But then th those who are hypocrites, what happens? They, every single human being who will cross that bridge, every believer will be given a light. And that light, because it will be complete darkness. By the way, hellfire is dark. The common misconception hellfire will be, you know, um, have flames and that flame will have, you know, the flames will provide light in this world. No, the flames of hellfire are actually dark flames. So that bridge is going to be dark. They won't see. It's a very tiny bridge. And they're so scared to fall off that bridge. The believers have lights. They have their own light. The hypocrites, those who pretended to be believers in this life, but they were plotting against, you know, all the believers, won't have the same light, right? Then they will ask the believers, please give us some of your light. The believers will say what? This is in uh, in chapter uh, Basically, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, like he gave the believers light. So the believers will say, well, go back to Allah, he will give you some light. And then look at this. When they go back, a door, a, a, a wall will be placed on that bridge between them and between them coming back, between their way back to get the light. Look at this. Batinuhu fihi rahma so now imagine this Allah will place a door on that bridge the inside of the door basically that meaning the other side of that door is actually has the mercy of Allah so when you cry if you open the door that gate and you walk you will get the mercy of Allah but look at this look, look at this but the outside, the front side of the door, which the, the, the hypocrites are looking at, has a punishment. So basically, this door is a tricky door. It's, it's like a, it's a tricky door. Because when you look at the door from the perspective of the hypocrites, you'll see that, oh my God, this is filled with punishment. I can't go through the door. But if you actually went through ahead and opened the gate and you crossed... You will find mercy of Allah. But because they were hypocrites, they won't go back. Because they will think, oh, they will be punished. But this, the, I, the truth is, there's no punishment. It's only mercy inside. Do you see my point? Like, I'm trying to make it very obvious. From the outside of that door, it's pun it looks like it's going to be... So imagine you're, you're walking into a room. Right? And the door of that room has fires and flames and you think it's like let's say let's say it's a transparent door it's a glass door so what you see is oh my god the room is on fire i can't get inside but in in reality is if you open that door and you cross there's nothing but good stuff in it it was just like a an a, an imagery that was meant to deceive you or to trick you not to go inside the room but if you actually did go inside the room, you would have found that there was nothing to be afraid of. Actually, it was all mercy. That's exactly what's going to happen on the Day of Judgment. That's not Allah's deceiving them. They, they thought they could deceive Allah all of their lives. So they're tasting, they're basically tasting their own medicine on that day. If you think about it, it's an incredible scene. They pretended to be Muslims on the outside, but the inside they were hating Muslim Islam. They were hating 
um, uh, all the believers. They pretended to be believers, but they were actually not. So what happens is that door on the outside, it's filled with punishment and torture. But on the inside, it was the basically Allah flipped it on them. Allah basically is plotting against them like they did on a day of judgment, like, like they did all of their lives. This is a form of Allah's punishment, tricking oppressors, only oppressors. You shouldn't be worried about Allah's tricking you because Allah wouldn't trick you as long as you're a believer. But if you are an oppressor who think you are, again, look, what is the, the, the common denominator here? What is the common factor here? They were oppressors and they were plotting against Allah and his messengers. That's it. Allah plots against those who thought they could trick Allah or trick his messengers. And at the end of the day, any believer or any someone who's less than a believer, right? Allah said, I will forgive whomever I want. Allah's forgiveness will be incredible. All you have to do is just believe in me. And that's it. But for those who are trying to trick Allah, to trick his messengers, to try to harm them, harm the religion, that's crazy. There is no remorse. And if some of them had a little bit of remorse, Allah will protect those at the end of the day. And we have to remember, Allah is not all about punishment. No, 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 no. If you noticed, these things that we talked about apply to a small group of people. Those who plot against messengers and, and prophets, those who plot against Allah, those who plot against the religion in the first place. That's it. This is actually a tiny group of people. But Allah's mercy is way more vast and way more overcoming than his punishment. And this is actually the words of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala himself. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says, My mercy overcame my anger. So it must be really horrible to gain Allah's anger and punishment. And I hope that answered uh, uh, the question that you asked. And um, uh, and I hope that that added to your knowledge and all of your knowledge. Thank you so much. And um, we'll uh, meet again in the next episode. Um, have a wonderful day. Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh.